Welcome to the Yoga Teacher CEO Podcast with me, your host, yoga teacher, CEO, and business coach, Della Wheeler. Join me as we combine strategy and soul to elevate your yoga business with ease. Hello, hello, hello. We are back at it this week with an interview that I've been eager to release for a while. Our guest today was one of my one-on-one mentorship clients this year, and as soon as we met, we just immediately clicked. Every time we met over Zoom, the conversations were easy, cathartic, and very reciprocal. As a client, I'm sure Brandon learned plenty from me, but the truth is I learned a lot from him too. This is the beauty of being a teacher, a mentor, and really just a person. We're all learning from each other. Today, Brandon and I are going to talk about the gifts of slowing down, feeling your feelings, and finding ease in life and work. Before we start, let me tell you a little bit about him. In 2012, Brandon had a profound spiritual shift that led him to quit his day job and finally follow his dreams of becoming a professional musician. Shortly after, he started a consistent yoga practice to help ground and heal his body. He completed his 200-hour teacher training in 2015 and immediately began weaving his music in with yoga classes by performing live for every class during Shavasana. In 2018, he wrote, produced, and recorded Chill Vibrations under the name A Musical Yogi. Much of the musical ideas on his album were taken from his performances in class. He currently teaches online Zoom classes and private lessons. He also provides live music for a variety of different yoga classes in the Kansas City area. You can listen to his music on Spotify. I will put the link in our show notes. And he also has meditations and has released some more recent music on his YouTube channel, which I will link for you all here as well. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the podcast. I have Brandon Vote with me today. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, he's here. So we always start with the yoga story. I would love to hear how you found yoga and eventually decided to become a teacher. Yeah. Well, you know, when I think about it, it feels more like yoga found me and kind of just was like it kind of happened to me more than anything um but i would say i was about i was in my late 20s i had been working a day job for a while um at an insurance company and not really digging that lifestyle um and just kind of going through the motions and i had uh a shift, a very profound spiritual shift. And, um, that led me to become a musician full time. And during that transition, 
I was just kind of guided to do yoga just from, you know, conversations with people, just talking to people about some, you know, just spirituality in general and, and people suggested yoga, a few different people. So I went to a class and yeah, it was just pretty obvious that my body wanted the yoga. And um, so I started practicing. Um, I think actually I took a class and then I waited a little while and then and then I started a few months later, just pretty much weekly, uh, multiple times a week going to a studio. So. Yeah. And then what led you to decide to do like a teacher training and become a teacher? Well, I already was a teacher. I was a music teacher. Well, I was becoming a music teacher, but I, I've always had the teacher kind of thing going, you know. Um, <laughs> it's just very natural for me to teach. And um, so after I had probably been practicing for only like a year or maybe two, and the, the studio owners approached me and just said, hey, I, we think you would be a great teacher and, you know, see if you would you be interested in, in, in getting the training and all that. And I thought about it and I was just like, you know, yeah, sounds like a great idea. So I just went for it. Nice. And so you're also a musical yogi. That's your <laughs> your second name to me. Um, so you have this musical background and are also a music teacher. And I would love to hear about how you got into music and playing instruments and all of that. Yeah. Well, you know, I started with the recorder. <laughs> Where we all begin. <laughs> A lot of us do, especially a smaller, smaller Midwest town. You know, we get the little plastic recorder. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I started. Yeah, that, I mean, technically, yes, I did start with the recorder. But um, I really started getting into um, I was always an athlete. I was a jock kind of, you know, but I, I liked the trombone. I, I liked band. I played trombone and I played well. And then um, I moved and it was like. I wasn't digging the new band director, so I just gave up on the trombone and I started, you know, I just focused more on sports until my, basically my senior year when I rec recognized I wasn't going to be pursuing any sports in college. Um, my twin sister had a boyfriend who played guitar and I was just like, what is that? That is amazing. And so I just, you know, bought a guitar and I really went all out on the guitar. <laughs> like I just, it was every day, hours a day when I first got it. Cause I was so into sports and that was kind of fading for me. I mean, of course I still enjoyed playing sports, but it wasn't organized, you know? And so I really poured a lot of my, my heart and soul into the guitar. And um, yeah. So that's kind of how I started with it. Again, it also feels very similar to yoga. Like it kind of happened to me. Like I didn't really have a choice in the matter because it just felt so good. And I was just so in love with playing. Um, and I still am. And it's been, you know, 20 years. So, um, so yeah, the guitar has always been by my side ever since I was about 18. And um, I didn't know what to do, you know. It's like, 
I'm going to be a rock star, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're young and it's like, what do you do with that? You know, mm-hmm. I, and mm-hmm. so I went to college and studied accounting and uh, <laughs> just kind of was just going through the motions, but I was always playing guitar. And eventually I, I branched out of that and became a full-time mm-hmm. musician. So. What a winding road you've taken. Yeah, it's been pretty, well, it feels very much like in the system, wiggling out of the system, digging back into the system a little bit, wiggling out, just kind of moving, just finally, you know, breaking out of it. It just seemed like I'm very um, empathetic or empathic. So when I was younger, it, a lot of that was unconscious. So I was doing a lot of what I thought my parents wanted me to do, what others wanted me to do. So which is basically why I was, you know, following the, the normal path of society. But mm-hmm. uh, it didn't feel good, though. Yeah. And I'm curious if in hindsight, the the journey makes sense. Oh, it makes a lot of sense, actually. I, I mean, I can see it more and more clearly. Yeah, it, it mm-hmm. seems like uh, I've developed a lot of compassion for people um, and the ability to really relate to people um, that are in the system in that sense, you know, that are working the nine to fives, that are, you know, um, just doing all that. And, and, and so, because I was there and I was doing it as well, you know? And so mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of that that's been very beneficial. And it's uh, honestly, it's comfortable. I can talk to people in that arena and it's just, mm-hmm. I just can really relate to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really nice way of putting it. I feel like for a lot of people who um, wiggle their way out, as you say, from mm-hmm. that system or that regular way of being, there's like some um, spite or regret or something. Like, I feel like I have that sometimes um, or anger towards the system and towards people who are, you know, still wrapped up in it. I'm like, why don't you see, you know? Um, So I think that that's a really compassionate and a useful way of looking at it. Yeah. And one, one phrase that's always helped me with that kind of um, emotion um, is they're, they're confused, you know? They're not necessarily doing anything on purpose to spite you, <laughs> you know. Yeah, of course, it's, it's, yeah. it's just, you know. And when you're surrounded by it, it, it really makes it very clear that this is just, this is just like the, this is just where they are, you know. Yeah, and I think it's always so helpful for people to see a, <clears throat> to see like a an image or a vision of someone who is breaking free or is following their own path. Um, And we're not given that very often. We're not given that example of what it looks like to get out of the system. So why would we even know, you know? Yeah. You typically see the end result. If anything, you don't see the the work uh, and the struggles. Yeah. Yeah, It's not very easy. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and 
So your musical background, you have um, weaved that into your teaching in a really beautiful way. I would love to hear more about that. Yeah, when I first started the, the yoga training, I recognized really quickly how similar it was to music, how sequences in a yoga class are like chord progressions in a song. Um, and then you have all this wiggle room to improvise, like, like in music, I improvise a lot. Um, so it really, it seemed like I already knew how to do a lot of it in that sense. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh, okay. It, it was really easy for me to, to teach um, a class at, I think I had a little bit of a head start in that sense because I, I just improvised my classes because I got mm -hmm. the basics I needed to know, you know, and then I just kind of went for it and it felt very musical to me, just even the teaching. Yeah. Um, mm. And ironically, I struggled with the music, like what music to play in class. <laughs> I just, yeah, that was a little tricky for me. But, um, but at the end of class, Shavasana, I was, I was always performing. I was never going to not perform. Um, and so a really nice thing that happened there was I would typically just have my acoustic guitar and I'd get everybody in, in the Shavasana pose and relax, do a little bit of breathing. And then I would typically improvise in the moment. And um, a lot of beautiful music came out of that. Um, and... I'm a relaxing guy in general, but in that situation, I'm very relaxed. It's just like relaxation is just coming out of me and coming out of my guitar, you know, it's kind of like a lullaby almost. Uh, and, um, and then, yeah, so, so that was how I started. Eventually I started taking that to, um, I would perform for other teachers during class, uh, live performance and, Depending on the class, I might pick up the, the the pace a little bit. It wouldn't all be just very relaxing music. It might be a little bit more upbeat um, to match the vibe. And that was pretty natural, too, though. I just kind of felt the vibe of the room and just would, if the pace started picking up, the music would start picking up. And if the pace mm -hmm. started slowing down, the music would start slowing down, you know. Um, and... And then I eventually did some musical meditations, what I call them, which is where I uh, had people just basically in like a 45 minute or hour long Shavasana, honestly, it was just, they would just lay down and I just would fill the room with music and I would have loop pedals. So I would have different corn, all four corners of the room producing sound of some sorts. And uh, That's yeah. Cool. yeah, it was really cool. That was really picking up steam right before COVID and then, and then, uh, yeah, it all stopped, but mm -hmm. it's something I, I've been wanting to go back to. Uh, yeah, that sounds like an experience. Yes, it it was for a lot of people, I can tell. Um, for me, too, at, on the other side of it, it's, it's very interesting um, to see the ego. Uh, <laughs> all the different things in my head is saying like why you know people are getting bored you know why are you doing this this is not you know this is 
too much, whatever, you know, a lot of that I had to struggle with. And I remember like one of the first times I did it, I just felt really hot the whole time and uncomfortable. And then when it was done, everybody was just like, that was so lovely and amazing. And I'm just like, oh, great. <laughs> Good. You know, and then after I did it a few times, I was actually to the point where I was feeling like I was receiving as well. Mm-hmm. I was so relaxed, you know, after I got through the, the initial hurdles of, of that, um, the resistance or whatever, um, as I was playing, I was basically receiving a lot of it, uh, a lot of the healing that goes on in that as well. So mm-hmm. it was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so cool. And it's interesting how even though it came naturally to you, like both teaching and playing music for people in a spiritual meditation capacity, it came natural, but you still had a little bit of resistance, like on a human level. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm pretty aware of that stuff. Um, it, It typically, usually when there's resistance, I usually see it as a good thing. It usually means I'm about to break through and I'm going to evolve in a way that my ego is not really ready or doesn't want to, mm-hmm. which is why there's resistance. Mm-hmm. Another so positive I, way to look yeah, at it. Yeah, I've come to look at it in a, in a positive way. It doesn't necessarily make it any easier always, but it is, it, well, it does help. It helps because you can see kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And today you teach yoga online. I do. I still perform. I, it's, you know, I still perform my acoustic guitar and it gets going through, you know, Zoom and all that. I'm sure the the quality isn't quite as good, but everybody seems to really like it still. They, they comment on the songs that I play um, and they, they seem to really enjoy it. And then I play in my home studio and, um, you know, in my home studio, I can play, I have more instruments I can play that are, you can hear better live. So I have a little, like a little drum sometimes I use, I use my electric guitar and create different kind of soundscapes and things like that. So, yeah. Still doing it. Yeah. And I still play for uh, yoga teachers and studios. I get hired every once in a while to, pr- to provide live music for the studios. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone's in your area, they can call you. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. So a little backstory about like how you and I know each other, because it's kind of a little bit random that we do know each other virtually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this yeah. is our only capacity that we know each other. But um, for people who don't know, Brandon and I work together like in a business mentorship relationship. And I'm curious if you would be willing to share what that experience was like for you. Is that your first time doing anything like that? Well, I've done some, I've, it's funny. It, it really kind of feels like, um, you know, people talk about like mental health and, and therapy and, and, and having like a therapist or a psychologist that can really help you, you know. Um, and I'm I'm all about that. In my experience, I've I just find that in moments of my life, I need to work with someone for some specific reason, and I usually just kind of make an intention or 
make some kind of action in that direction and someone pops up and they're aligned it's just really nice it really works out i've done this with <clears throat> just emotional healing um i've done it with um, just kind of spiritual guidance in general um, and then with you it wasn't really too much different it was like oh i want to kind of get my shit together here and, and and do this yoga business thing and really kind of see if i can um you know just grow a little bit more in that capacity and mm -hmm. um yeah i found you <laughs> and uh and then yeah it was very it was very aligned for me our relationship feels very comfortable very connected and it felt very um it felt like therapy honestly i needed to i just needed to, you hold space really well so i had to talk a lot of things out a lot of ideas and a lot of just perspectives that I needed to just talk out and um, you were very helpful and provided you know the space to do that um, and then of course I had a lot of emotions I had to move through um, after or during during our time working mm -hmm. together too. Mm -hmm. so so yeah yeah I mean it is a business obviously you're it's a business consulting thing that you're doing it was a lot more than that you know it was it was recognizing some of the undercurrent that i hadn't recognized of emotions and and uh um just you know some of those limiting beliefs that i'd been carrying around for a long time and things like that that needed to get kind of moved mm -hmm. so so yeah that's that was I mean, we just wrapped it up, what, a couple weeks ago or last week? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm still um, I'm still working through a lot of things and, and still using a lot of um, the information you've provided and, and the guidance that you've helped with. So it's been very helpful for me, for sure. That's awesome. And when I met you, you told me that you are like a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I do. I have to tell, I tell certain people that, especially if I'm working with someone, I have to like, kind of like give them a heads up. Like, yeah, I move very slowly. Um, especially when I'm taking on something new. Right. That's really when it really shows up. It's like, mm -hmm. I have to, I'm a very sensitive soul. So, um, so change can be pretty pretty challenging really um and uh when i'm working through emotions i have to really be gentle with myself and i have to really just erase any kind of timeline that i have mm -hmm. just no good timeline no good <laughs> um and uh so yeah yeah for sure definitely Taking it slow, one step at a time. Yeah, I think erasing the timeline is a big, it's a big challenge for a lot of us because we have this preconceived idea of how quickly it should happen or a date by which some milestone should be reached. Um, and it's really hard. <laughs> Yeah, it makes it, 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 I can, you know, when there's a timeline on things, I can just feel it in, in, imposing on me. 
mm-hmm. doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. I think for some people, it'd probably be the opposite. Um, like that's a momentum for them or something. But very rarely does the timeline actually work out in the way that we envisioned it. And right. I think that's where some of us can get a little messed up because there can be a lot of emotion behind that. You know, I didn't reach the goal in time. I didn't, I said I was going to get that done by this time and I didn't, and we can be really hard on ourselves. So there's something really kind of magical about removing that. Yeah. And I've done all that. I've beat myself up quite a bit. And so Mm -hmm. I just kind of was like, this doesn't work. This isn't working for me. Um, and I still, you know, I still have to be mindful. I still can fall into that pattern of like creating a deadline or, or something like that. Um, and you know, of course there's always going to be occasions where it's, it's okay. And it's, it's necessary to have a little bit of a time frame to, to work with, but, um, big things like this, like when I'm shifting into, you know, being more independent financially and, and, doing you know really working on this kind of yoga business kind of thing um it was really important for me to really take my time yeah so i'm curious what timing looks like or feels like for you now or just in general well um it feels like whenever I consciously like give myself permission to rest, whenever I practice self-love and really accept myself for where I am in this journey and in the process, whatever I'm doing, um, and actually do it, (laughs) you know, like, like I like to lay down a lot. yesterday I had like all these different I had like a few different yoga private yoga sessions and some guitar lessons I taught and I would have like 30 minutes in between them and I would go lay in my bed for like 20 minutes and close my eyes and I would just lay there and just feel my body and just feel Mm -hmm. and just kind of send love to my body and just really kind of just be with myself and um, it felt very necessary in the moment that yesterday I was kind of just kind of getting some energy back or whatever and um, those kind of things sometimes you know I might have to do that for a day I mean I'm not doing it all day but just kind of that's the mentality it's like just like you know there's no production that needs to be made here it just needs to be recognized that I need to take care of myself and Mm. I don't have to like go on a five mile hike I don't have to, you know, make a protein shake or whatever. <laughs> I don't have to do anything, actually. That's the liberating part. Mm-hmm. It's just more just being with myself and really just feeling and feeling the body and, and that kind of thing. And and when I when I practice that, I forget about any timeline. I forget about things that I thought needed to be taken care of. And then things just start happening on their own, it seems mm-hmm. like. That's like more like divine timing, you know, things just mm-hmm. kind of pop up. It's like, 
I rest all day not doing anything. And then the next day I get three phone calls for people that want guitar lessons. Mm -hmm. You know, things like that happen. Where I didn't do any kind of marketing. I wasn't trying to promote myself. I was, but I was loving myself and I was bringing attention to, to the, what I needed in those moments, which was rest. And, and um, so, yeah, that's kind of how it looks um, for me. Um, and and that, moving into that more, I still, I'm still kind of back and forth a little bit. Sometimes mm -hmm. I, force things a little bit but um, I literally just wrote down feeling over forcing yeah 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 you don't want the forcing well and I can feel I, and that's the thing too if you can dive into what it feels like when you're forcing things and you can start mm -hmm. to recognize like oh I think I'm forcing something right now and then you can kind of check yourself and be like let me let me just hold back on this let me just not not do this um Maybe I still need to take care of whatever it is I want to do right now, but let's just put it on the back burner. Mm -hmm. That's like a contracted thing to me. It feels yeah. very constricted and, you know, and it's just kind of like what we're taught to do a lot of times, you know. Yeah, definitely. We're taught that hard work pays off, you know. Right. <laughs> that's such a, that's, that's, yeah, that's such a weird I've been working with that for a while because <laughs> there is, I, I can be in the flow and I can like really be aligned and I'm just taking care of business. It's just like amazing. It's just like, whoa, I'm just responding to emails. I'm doing some Facebook posts. I'm doing my self care. I'm, I'm, you know, cooking a sweet lunch for me, whatever, you know, I'm just like doing all these cool things and, but it's not work. It doesn't feel like work. Mm -hmm. yeah. I would say it's more like it's just action, more like a line yeah. action. I guess would be a good way to look at it. Yeah, I like that phrase for sure. It is it is quite hard to describe. I will admit it. Like, I have another client who I was talking to this morning, and we had this conversation, and I was trying to explain like the kind of allowing and the easy action and you're still getting things done, but it's not forced like you're talking about. And it's, it's hard to describe. That's why I think it's a practice. If it's something that you're interested in trying or moving away from that forcing, it really is a practice and can truly only be felt probably at a personal level. I don't yeah. know how to explain it. <laughs> well, I think you're doing a pretty good job. I mean, it's definitely a practice. It's yeah. not something you just get and then <laughs> like you have to really untangle a lot of your patterns based around that idea mm -hmm. of hard work pays off or whatever, or mm -hmm. work hard and you'll get what you want. Um, yeah, that's just forcing, really. A lot of it is. Now, like, somebody might look at me and say, you're such a hard worker. Look how much, I mean, I've put thousands and thousands of hours into playing guitar, you know, and some might think that is work, but I don't feel it that way. I really don't feel that like playing guitar is not work for me. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's the magic really is finding those things that don't feel like work. Right. If anything, the work is allowing and letting go. 
that's the harder part (laughs) yeah allowing yourself to rest and allowing yourself to relax yeah that's probably harder than than actually just doing work Mm -hmm. yeah that is so true and like you said i mean when you're contracted and you're forcing you're not you're not open to receiving like you say you rest one day and then the next day people are you know, reaching out to you, wanting to work with you, and you didn't even do anything, like, or really all you did was rest and kind of prepare your body and your energy and your mind to receive what you need. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Which is awesome. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's well said for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I I have to work with the energy a lot of, like, for me, it's more curiosity. I ask myself a lot of questions, like, can this be easy? Can I make this easier? Mm-hmm. Am I forcing this? Um, can it be fun? Can it be easy and successful? So that's something that works well for me is a little bit of, like, questioning. Sure. And then just kind of seeing what happens. Yeah, no, well, that's, you're opening yourself up when mm-hmm. you're doing that. You're, yeah, you know, that's true. You're, you're getting more perspective. You're recognizing there's other ways, are, there might be other ways to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So there are yeah, so sure. many gifts to slowing down and taking time to do things instead of rushing through life or rushing through business. Um, I'm curious what other gifts slowing down has given you. Um, I think awareness of my emotions, awareness, um, just self-awareness in general is something that really magnifies when you slow down. Because imagine if you're like constantly a busy bee working and working and working, um, and then you decide to just not do anything one day. You're going to learn a lot about yourself. (laughs) And it, it, you know, I mean, if you actually do that, if you, you know, if you're just always on the move and always doing something and you always have things lined up and then you take a whole day off and you don't do anything or, you know, you just maybe pile around your house or whatever and just try to just relax, you're going to find out real quick a lot of things that are bothering you. Mm-hmm. You, know, mm-hmm. um, you might be avoiding things or well, there's all, I mean, who knows? <laughs> Everybody's different, mm-hmm. but um, you know, and then you can, if you can stay present and just witness all these things and just love yourself and accept what's going on internally, you can really start to recognize, oh, this is why I do this. Oh, this is why I do that. Oh, maybe I don't have mm-hmm. to do that anymore. Maybe I can just chill out a little bit and 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 heal that part of me that, that needs healed, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big, big one for sure. It reminds me of Shavasana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, like yeah. the importance of practicing doing nothing is and I, I like that a lot of teachers explain shavasana as kind of like an integration 
uh-huh. period. Like you're allowing, you know, your life and your practice and and everything that's happening in your world to actually happen to you instead of just, you know, sun salutationing your way through life. Um, <laughs> sun salutationing. For sure. Um, because a lot of people love that active, busy bee. It's easier for some people. The resistance is in the rest. Um, so it's a practice yeah. as well. Yeah. And really I see, you know, I've taught, I taught in the studio for like four or five years and I've, I've taught quite a few students um, and I've seen a lot of different reactions to Shavasana. Um, you know, and it's funny, even I, perf- you know, I perform in Shavasana. And even then I would have people leave, you know, <laughs> they just were like, I gotta go. I'm out of here. Yeah. I gotta go. I'm only here for the, the movement. I gotta go. I'm, I got things to do. I mean, I never took it personally because mm-hmm. I just could tell their energy was that way. And they were just in that mode, you know, mm-hmm. work, 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 do, do, do. Yeah. Um, and then some people, you know, are a little restless and then, you know, it's, there's just a huge spectrum. You can just kind of be with people and, and hold space for them and they, they, everybody acts a little differently. And I think that's one thing just for me personally that I've always done um, with yoga and spirituality in general is I've always tried to really shrink it down into practical, you know, bite-sized pieces because there's so much healing and expansion and joy and love and spirituality and in yoga i just want it i want to be that i want to feel it and it's like i don't need any kind of like super complex instruction manual i just want to distill it down into some really basic things and you're right practicing shavasana in a yoga class for the last seven minutes or 10 minutes or whatever um, translates into your daily life as in you know you might need to take a nap every once in a while <laughs> or you might need to if you're feeling overwhelmed just lay down and just do a little breath work and just be in shavasana just be mm-hmm. for a little while and you know because um, a lot of you know yoga teachers talk about taking your practice off the mat and that's kind of a a phrase, a kind of a buzzword phrase kind of thing, you know, but if you explain it um, a little more detail, like how, how does that look? And this is just one way I think that we're kind of touching on with the, with the resting and relaxing and mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, yeah, I think just giving people that chance to even slow down for a couple minutes can be a wonderful practice for a lot of people for them to see those gifts of slowing down like we're talking about um because you're not going to see it if you never try right so you gotta try <laughs> well yeah and i've told some of my students too i've, I've suggested things like you know um uh, try to maybe try to meditate or do some breath work and they're a little resistant to it and i'm like just try to meditate for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Just try that mm-hmm. and see what it feels like. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't try to do 20 minutes or an hour or whatever, you know, just do 30 seconds. And then you might be like, oh, I can do this for two minutes maybe, or maybe I can mm-hmm. do it for three minutes. It's all relative to the person. 
Yeah, you know? definitely. That's again one of those ways that we get so caught up in the way that it should be. Like yeah. I should be able to sit down the first time and meditate for 30 minutes in complete stillness and feel completely at peace in my body and my mind. And it's like, uh, no, that's <laughs> not no. how it works. No, it's like no. saying that you should be able to run, you know, 13 miles the first time you run. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just not possible. Well, I think also we're just in generally so out of touch with our mental health to begin with. You know, that's just a good example. That's so true. It's like, yeah. I don't think people recognize how, how much is going on up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, even, I mean, I have always been a very go, go, go workaholic, mm-hmm. always doing something. I mean, there's 20 things on my to-do list at all times. And so for me, it was definitely a practice of sure. realizing what I'm missing out on because of that. Uh Um, because there's so much emotion and healing and trauma and history and things that we just don't even think about or realize that they're affecting us Uh until we take the time to look at it. And you can't really do that when you're (laughs) doing a bunch of other stuff. Well, yeah, that's typically you're acting it out. So if you're acting it out, but without, yeah, without being aware of it, then yeah, you're just going to be kind of running running those programs or whatever mm-hmm. and I've noticed that you know there's nothing wrong with that um, until there is <laughs> yeah. you know, for me I can recognize my own patterns and any kind of unconscious programming that is not serving me anymore ultimately when I feel bad yeah right it's a feeling thing I start to feel uneasy I feel any kind of pain or suffering in the body or um, and so then I can like, then I can really address it. Um, and as a teacher, as a yoga teacher, I think it's important for everybody to, to recognize that is sometimes I, and I used to do this when I was younger, you want, you might be aware of somebody else's patterns or, or things, and you can see them acting out things that seem painful to you, mm-hmm. but ultimately they have to make that choice to change. And so you can, that's why holding space is so valuable. Mm-hmm. You just be with them and they get to decide if they want to change or not. They might need to change something else first before they change what you're aware of, you know, to help them heal or whatever. So, um, so yeah, cause if you're, if you're not, and some people are comfortable with, I mean, well, we all are comfortable with a certain amount of pain, you know, and even addicted to pain in, in some ways. So, mm-hmm. you know, some things we do and we might do it for a while before we decide to change that part of ourselves. But yeah, and everyone yeah. has a threshold too, like yeah. you said. And sometimes it's, it's almost like I was just thinking about how I, um, I'm very much an open book. So here we go. Um, yeah, yeah. I, every evening for a long time. I was drinking a glass of wine and Uh sometimes not even one, like two Uh or three. Um, And sometimes you don't realize how that's hurting you until you stop. (laughs) 
(laughs) because for some reason I decided to stop like a couple weeks ago. This is a very new thing. So Uh, I was like, maybe I should drink tea or something instead. Um, Just, it was kind of an intuition. And so I decided to stop and then realized that I was feeling like my gut health was a lot better. My, I wasn't having as many digestive issues. Um, I feel a lot like clearer and more like awake and alive, like during the day. And there are so many benefits that I was seeing after I changed the thing. So sometimes Uh you don't even know, like you get so far into the thing, Uh whatever it might be that you don't even know or realize what you would feel like if you didn't do it anymore. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like that that's a really good um, example of, you know, changing a, a pattern. It sounds like you weren't super attached to it. Or maybe you were and you just, I don't know. Yeah, Usually, no, you know. I still, yeah, no, I still very much, I mean, in the evening after dinner, I'm like, oh, I want that glass of wine. I okay, want it. Okay, so that makes um, sense. You're working through that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. still, yeah, I'm still very much like feeling the craving and the, I think it was really just a habit, you know. Um, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. obviously not drinking all day long, but I think this is a normal <laughs> thing that people do. It's like right. having a glass of wine every night. And, and I even did notice at the end of last week, like it was Friday and I was like, I'm getting a bottle of wine. Like I'm doing it. It's Friday, you know, I got to celebrate. Um, So I still feel the craving and I I can notice that I'm wanting to do it for a purpose of, you know, numbing emotions, getting rid of the day. Um, Like there's a reason for sure. So very interesting the way we do things. Yeah. Well, that's, thanks for sharing that. That's a really good, chance to you know that's when loving yourself is really important whenever you're working with uh an addiction or a a habit or whatever you want to call it a pattern Mm -hmm. and you're trying to let it go there's a part of you that's going to start judging you when you do indulge you Mm -hmm. want to just really be aware of that and just love yourself and be like it's okay to have a glass of wine or a bottle of wine or whatever the hell you want if you're really (laughs) feeling it just do it you know like it's okay (laughs) you're already you know making the right steps of improving you know yourself in that way so because i've definitely dealt with a lot of that too um alcohol and and things like that for sure Yeah. And I still I still have I still go through those kind of things where I'm like I'm gonna feel like shit tomorrow if I drink. But I really feel like going out with some friends and socializing and having a few drinks and you know mm-hmm. just stay I just you know stay present throughout that process as much as you can. Yeah, you very much have to hold the duality sometimes of your human self and your your higher self. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> for sure. <laughs> we are both, no matter what, you know, nobody is exempt from humanity. Right, really. exactly. Unless you're not a human. Right, you could be a turtle. 
You could be a turtle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you are exempt. Right, right. <laughs> I love that. Are there any other gifts of moving slowly that you really wanted to talk about? Um, think of one. I'm, go for it. What do you think? I think one of the gifts of moving slowly for me is this recognition of how freaking amazing everything is. Yeah, for sure. You actually take the time to be present in, you know, oh, the sun, the sky, my dog, you know, or even that glass of wine, like, oh, it tastes delicious, you know, like the presence of being with your life instead of just kind of walking alongside of your life like you're really in it yeah is that's one of my gifts that i wanted to share like everything's so cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) i almost missed it while i was working or whatever (laughs) i like it everything is very cool for sure yeah oh yeah i mean go i go on walks every day pretty much um and i take my time i'm what i'm it was funny i had a friend call me like i remember like a year or two ago he does my tag he's an accountant and he called me and i was walking and he was like i was like i'm I'm just doing my daily walk and he's like oh he kind of started laughing because he was like super busy accountant you know tax season all that like It's really nice to see contrast sometimes. It, it can really put things into perspective, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of walking. And he's like, he's like, so, well, let me ask you, what you, what are you thinking about when you're walking? You, you know, what you, what, what you, and I, I was just like, I was like, well, honestly, I'm just kind of watching. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm hearing the birds. I'm watching this. There's a lot of cool squirrels out here. There's some really cool trees, you know, and he just starts laughing. He's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, and then he started asking me questions about taxes or whatever. But, you know, just like the idea that I would just be walking around thinking about things, which happens, obviously. Obviously, I mm-hmm. have thoughts that move through and sometimes I start to in- engage. But in general, yeah. You're right. When you just slow down and just uh, feel and witness and and experience life, um, it does feel like, well, if you're a busy person, it feels like you're kind of like a failure, (laughs) like you're you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know, like you're supposed to be concentrating on something. You're supposed to be working on something, you know, when it's like, in reality, it's like, I'm not down with that. I'm just, yeah, there's a lot of rabbits around. I really like to watch the rabbits. I mean, if you can watch an animal, even for a short period of time, they will really bring you into the present moment. Yeah. And they're teaching you how to be present. Exactly. Cause they don't know any other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I love it. Yeah. That's my favorite yeah. part about slowing down. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're also practicing patience, obviously. Um, and that's a, you know, that's a virtue, what they say. Um, mm-hmm. And um, trying to think if there's anything, you know, off the top of my head that I can think about. I mean, I do find... Um, see how if i can explain this i do 
noticed that uh, I can be with people and be very relaxed and calm and, and not trying to get anywhere and witness them buzzing around. <laughs> and, and I can kind of almost feel them relax around me. You know, there's like this nice, and I'm not doing anything intentional, except for just being in, in the moment and being present and like, you know, being relaxed and not having an agenda or not having any kind of timeline. I need to do anything, you know, and I think that a lot of healing takes place in that too. You yeah. Know, that's that's so refreshing. Really yeah. Um, and when you can be be that way around others that are not that way, it's a really, I mean, it's like you said, it's really cool. <laughs> it's just like, whoa, this is wild. Like I'm not, especially because, you know, being very empathic, it's like typically my old mode of being was be, I'm going to be serving them and their needs and oh i can feel mm -hmm. how agitated they are i'm gonna make them i'm gonna try to make them happy or i'm gonna try to unagitate them i'm gonna do x y and z it's all this call to arms thing like it's like i gotta do all these things to 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 cater to their emotions and mm -hmm. now it's just like it's not that at all yeah it's the opposite it's i'm i'm just kind of being present mm -hmm. and, and, and the relationships are still very fruitful. <laughs> it, it doesn't, you know, I still have wonderful relationships with my friends and family and all that. Mm -hmm. there, clarity, I guess, is a good one. That's a good, I think there's a lot of clarity that comes through when you slow down. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, for sure. You do gain a lot of clarity about next steps and you can get a little bit more in tune with, you know, the inner inner world instead of tapping into, you know, what you should be doing or what others expect from you. Yeah. I think right. that that's, yeah, another gift for me is that, is that connection to divinity, to uh -huh like the higher power, I guess, because I think when you get to going a little bit too quickly and don't have that time for presence, that can go away. That connection can be dulled or dimmed that it can get much brighter when you take time to actually listen. It seems to be covered up. Yeah. Yeah. When you're, and yeah, I agree. I think it's like kind of for me, it's not this simple, but this is just one way to kind of practically look at it and simplify it is like when I just become very present, which is just a, a practice, of course, but as I'm, I'm more present and I'm present, it's like usually either I'm in awe or there's this wonder about the miracle of life, like you were explaining before, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how cool everything appears to be and, and how vibrant everything is and how beautiful and magical it all is. Or <laughs> there's a bunch of emotions that are coming out mm -hmm. and it's, you know, that's, you know, that's when you can become more self-aware of what's bothering you, you know, 
So I think that, I mean, that can be, and that can be really good to know too, as a teacher, if you can help people relax and be present, it doesn't always look like awe and wonder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it could be like, they've had some emotions on the back burner for a long time that have just been waiting to come out and play or that, you know, so it may be a struggle too, you yeah. know, but it is ultimately that's, that's how you heal. Yeah. That's an important thing to mention as well. And I'm glad that you did. Um, and that's, I like to mention that in class a lot as a teacher, like it's okay if, this doesn't feel good or you know we're welcoming all parts of you in this space of presence um the parts that are relaxed and happy and just loving the yoga and then the parts that are resistant or angry or annoyed <laughs> yeah um, sure. like any answer to the question like how am i feeling is the right answer that's an important question too because once you can actually, and, and when you can actually describe how you're feeling, that creates separation and space from that, that emotion. And you That's can be much more easier to handle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Otherwise you can be, you get identified with it. Yeah, definitely. You can get very immersed for sure. Uh -huh. But if you, once mm -hmm. you start describing what you're feeling, you, you can separate from it and you can just mm -hmm. witness it and be with it. Yeah. That's a, that's a big time move right there. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. It reminds me of, I, um, I went to art school basically. So, um, I did a lot of painting and sketching and learning about people who paint and sketch and do art. And it just reminds me of that for some reason, like you are, especially if you're witnessing something that you're trying to depict in a, in a painting or a drawing or in some artistic way you're witnessing it and then there's also this awareness that you and the thing are connected mm -hmm. i don't know <laughs> that might have just gone down a weird rabbit hole but well you're kind of touching on uh, art in general can be used in a healing way so if i'm dealing with like some kind of emotion that um any kind of dark or uh emotion that I don't want to hold on to anymore, but I've identified with it, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say it's like maybe anger or something. And I want, and, and, I, and I'm, a, I'm a musician and I start writing about how I feel mm -hmm. and I start writing all these angry thoughts out on paper. And then I start singing about it and I start, you know, get some heavy distorted guitars mm -hmm. and I'm just like angst and I'm just letting it loose. I can get, that's kind of the same kind of thing. I'm getting separation from it. I can see it now in the form of art and I can recognize that's not actually who I am. It's just something I'm going through mm -hmm. and then I can release it. Or like you said, if you're painting, you could paint something or draw something and you can get it, you can get separated from it and then you can see it. I mean, you can choose to stay with it, obviously, keep it inside of you, mm -hmm. if you want, but yeah. Yeah, I think and that reminds me of a lot of people say emotion is energy in motion. And yeah. when you have feeling that it is really great to take some action 
um, whether it be like that creative outlet or yoga or, you know, taking a run or something like that. So just the importance of moving through your feelings and giving yourself the space to actually do that is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. My friend, I have a friend, she calls it moving the energy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's up to the person on how they want to do that for sure. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I knew we would get deep today. (laughs) (laughs) We always do. (laughs) I mean, it's learning, you know? Yeah. And we're both really open people. So Mm -hmm. it's like, let's just keep, we just talk and, and we eventually go deep and then we learn something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Okay. So last question. Do you still have time? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, cool. Um, what's your number one piece of advice for a new yoga teacher? Um, I've, you know, talked to some teachers before, um, and I usually end up telling them very similar things. And that is usually um, allow the yoga to do its thing and just kind of be, you're, you're facilitating. You're not really, you don't have to get so worked up on teaching a good class. Like as long as you can move them through some yoga poses, yoga is going to do the work. It's you, you don't have to take responsibility, so much responsibility in healing others or, or, or getting them to like yoga or getting them to come back to class. It's like the yoga is there. You're facilitating. You're just being there. Um, yeah, try to take the that, – that typically takes the pressure off you a little bit. You don't want to put any more pressure on yourself than you already need to, you know. Um, yeah, I mean – that's kind of, that's just, I would say some advice I would give uh, someone starting out. Cause I think that the, the knee jerk reaction is, is I'm a yoga teacher. So I'm responsible for all these people, you know, I'm responsible for teaching them and them getting and learning yoga and them. And it's so valuable to me. I want it to be valuable to them. Yeah. I'd get out of that. I don't, you, you know, you don't want any of that. Just, mm-hmm. just be present, be, you know, give your students love and attention guide them through some yoga poses and that's all you gotta do (laughs) (laughs) i was smiling when you first started talking because it reminds me of literally the best advice i've ever gotten from another teacher and this before i started teaching was yoga is magic all by itself right like yeah. it doesn't need you to do anything. It does not need you. No. Uh-uh. It doesn't need you. Um, which is incredibly freeing. Yeah, exactly. There's no pressure on you because you're not actually the one doing anything. I mean, you are mm-hmm. technically, obviously, facilitating and, and you are doing things, but not as far as like what yoga is providing for others. Yeah. Much more magical and and uh yeah it yeah well put solid advice Mm -hmm. thank you yeah (laughs) thanks for having (laughs) me
Thanks for listening to this episode of Yoga Teacher CEO. If you're loving the podcast, leave a rating and review. Wanting to dive deeper? Check the show notes for additional resources for your personal and professional growth.